What well, is simple answer, you can marry whoever you want, but it doesn't make it right. Maybe a year ago I would have said, yeah, I agree with you guys, but I think life is not always that simple, personally. And I don't think that you will always meet Christian men as a Christian woman, Christian men available out there who you connect with like that. If you don't believe in the same principle as a non-Christian, um, it's already at fault from the get-go. I came face to face with somebody who I'm just like, I can see my life working with you. And is this Islam thing going to be the thing that makes it not happen? So I had to go on my investigations. But I feel like if one party was to be a Christian, it usually works. It could, in theory, could work out better if the man was saved and the woman wasn't. Do you want a Christian man or do you mm -hmm. want a godly man? Which one mm -hmm. is it? Because a godly man is the one that's going to love you like Christ. He's going to sustain everything. A I Christian, the devil can be the Christian. Hey guys, welcome to Candid with me, Lady T. We're here for another episode. Um, this is your podcast where we delve into topics such as family, relationships, love, sex, career, situationships and more. Pretty much topics that matter the most and ones that you'd never think were possible to talk about. On this episode, we are talking about marrying or dating a non-Christian. It's a bit of a heavy one, to be honest with you. Can you marry a non-Christian? How about living with a non-Christian in a committed relationship? You know, Why is dating or marrying a non-Christian not seen as a good idea? So those are what we're going to be discussing um, on the episode today. But first, I need to introduce to you the panel. Oh, yes. They're here. They're back. All right, we're going to start with... Hello, it's Emma here, a.k.a. Giggles. She'll be laughing all the time. <laughs> and then we've got... Hi, it's Nadia, a.k.a. The Mediator. Sorry. And then we've got... Hey, guys, it's Tamala, a.k.a. Spicy Tea. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with the sound effects, but this is how it is. <laughs> and then we have. Yo, it's really good. It's your boy Triple O, aka Mr. Keep Breathing. What's my sound effect? What? Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Oh, I could have gone. But that's just. Uh... Probably not. <laughs> Awkward. Okay, and then we've got. Sherlene C.C. Wilson. All right, and then. And it's the love ambassador, Ayo Sage, in the building. There isn't anything at all. And then, of course, uh, via Skype, we have uh, the one and only Mr. Hey guys, it's Pastor G from the Rock Church London, and I have no sound effects. Well, you have this. <laughs> all right, awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor G, uh, for joining us. All right, so marrying or dating a non Christian pastor, this is what we're talking about today. Now, um, I'm going to put the first question to you. And okay. because, you know, we need to have that, 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 I can't even say the word. I can't find the word to say. But anyway, um, can you marry a non Christian? Well, the simple answer you can marry whoever you want, but it doesn't make it right. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, please. In life. Okay, this is interesting. All right, please, please carry on, um, carry on. You know, but just because you can do something doesn't make it profitable, doesn't make it right, it doesn't make it beneficial to you at all. Um, and you know, I'm a, I have a biblical worldview on, on everything to do with life. And um, uh, Paul tells us that you know we shouldn't be yoked 
with unbelievers. Um, and that, in essence, is saying, look, if you are a believer, to attach yourself or to walk with somebody who doesn't believe or adhere to your faith is um, uh, is, is going to be a very difficult and very challenging thing. And the Bible also says, how can two walk together lest there be an agreement? If you don't agree on the basis of faith, uh, along along the journey of life and marriage, you're going to hit some roadblocks that, you know, without the same faith, you, you're going to find it very difficult to navigate those roadblocks. Wow, interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. so um, Ayo, for you as a guy, because, you know, guys have their own views on certain things, well, sure. everything. Um, can you marry a non-Christian? Can you or will you or should you? Okay. Um, why are you answering the question with a question? Because I'm trying to qualify the question. I'm trying to qualify. No, no, seriously, because okay, obviously, know, as you know, PG just <laughs> mentioned as well, technically you can, but should you or will you? Um, and I'll probably come from the angle of should you. And personally, and I also hold a biblical view towards these um, action activities as well. Um, I, I don't believe so. I, I definitely don't believe so. Um, simply because of... Okay, simply because of um, your values, principles, where are they coming from? And then obviously, if you don't believe in the same principle as a non-Christian, um, it's already at fault from the get-go. But what if you can... What if they're a non-Christian, but you still have the same values anyway? But the point of the matter is they are not. Okay. But what if they have the same values though? But listen, at the end of the day, okay, um, I think as a Christian, a, a professing bona fide, you know, Christian, you need to make sure and to know that the person that you want to marry, number one, has declared that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. Without obviously trying to or sounding super spiritual about it myself as well, I just think that there are certain things that should not be compromised at all, regardless of mm -hmm. if they believe or whatever it is, okay, in similarities in what you guys believe, it doesn't matter. The fundamental, and I believe that for any Christian out there, okay, yes, I'm generalizing now, but it's, it's, it's important to say, for every single Christian out there, you need to make sure that the number one thing in your potential spouse is that they believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> he said simples. Okay. Uh, we'll go to you, Emma. Um, I agree because at the end of the day this life is important but it's not the be all and end all and I don't want to spend my whole married life praying to God that you'll be converted because we're going to end up going to heaven that's the main thing and I can't imagine life without you not in heaven do you get it so mm. I agree like I, I don't want the stress to be honest <laughs> okay. I really don't want the ag like, uh, Nadia yeah I kind of really agree with Ayo actually um, I don't think you you can marry a non-Christian, but I don't personally think you should. And I really think if you really, ch it, once you've cultivated a personal relationship with Jesus and you know how fabulous it is and how wonderful it is, you want that other person that you love to experience the same thing, exactly. the same joys, the same, you know, the same peace and stuff like that. And like Emma said as well, you, you, wanna, you want to know that that person is going to go to the same place you are when you both leave this earth. So, and if you truly love that person... You can't, you wouldn't, can't, I couldn't be with someone to know that we're, we're not going to, you're going somewhere else and I'm going somewhere else exactly. when we both die. That's the long and short of it. Do you see what I mean? Mm. From my own personal beliefs. Okay. Uh, Tam? Hmm. So, um, I think maybe a year ago I would have said, yeah, I agree with you guys. But I think life is not always that simple, personally. And I don't think that you will always meet, or there are always Christian men, as a Christian woman, Christian men available out there 
who you connect with like that. Um, I don't know why I was doing that. I'm going to talk to you after, yeah? Um, I hear what you're saying, but I, I can only look at like my grandparents who literally were together till death do them part. My granny was a strong believer, Sunday church, everything. Granddad wasn't. And growing up, I didn't know that. I didn't really, it didn't clock. It's only when I look back now and I think, oh yeah, I remember when I used to go to church actually. Granddad never came. Mm. So that never affected their relationship one bit. They had one child, my dad. Dad grew up as a Christian, went to church with granny. Simples. Do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't difficult. It wasn't, well, from what I could see, obviously I'm, I was a child at the time, but it wasn't difficult. It wasn't conflicting. You know, if my grandmother was alive, I would have wanted to ask her, what was it like? Because, yeah, I think from what you guys are saying, yeah, those things are all very true. But I think things can be complicated if you make them complicated as yeah. well. So okay. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not decided, to be honest. So was it your dad's choice? I mean, because... You know, granddad wasn't a Christian. Mum, granddad, grandma was. Uh-huh. Um, and then choosing who goes, whether your your dad goes to church or not. Like, whose decision Obviously was that? Obviously, he's going to church. There's no... He's going to church. <laughs> Why, Why is that well, obvious? The thing, Leah, I mean, like, it's obvious because she she's a Christian. Granddad respected her. And she mm. would have wanted her children to go to church. That's it. Interesting. Okay. Shelley. Yeah. Um, now, this is, a, this is an interesting topic, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm loving this topic, by the way. This is a, it's an interesting one because I think that it's, it's, it can be complex. And OK, I understand. Can you marry a non-Christian? Now, I'm going to be I'm going to be 100 in it. Go on. Like I've considered I've considered, you know, being with somebody who was not Christian. Right. Who's Muslim. Oh, yeah. And I, I considered it because I'm like. I'm not like, what is going on here? Because this person seems to be more Christian than Christians that I know. Do you Mm. see what I'm saying? I would, I would, I would feel the presence and power of God over their life and through their life more than I would feel most Christians. Wow. So it, it, it kind of brought up this question in my mind, like, like what's really going on? Like, what is this Muslim? Like, what is this Islam business about? Like, what is it really about? To the point that I got, I got a Quran because I needed to find out. You got a Quran? Yeah, I went, I actually, I got a Quran and I had to read because I had to understand, like, what is it that you believe? And the only reason why I didn't go to the mosque, because I was just going, now this is all about research now, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. there's no decisions been made. I've got my account, remember, I've got, I've got, I've got my accountability people and they know what I want. Because I've spoken, like, there's this guy, like, like he's super on point. Like, this is my kind of guy. But the only thing that is a challenge is that he's Muslim. So I need I need to know for myself whether or not I can go there or not. Based, uh, And I understand that I'm fully Christian girl, you know. Like, I'm not <laughs> half in, half out. I'm all the way in. But I, I came um, um, face to face with somebody who I'm just like, I can see my life working with you. And is this Islam thing going to be the thing that makes it not happen? So I had to go on my investigations. I was like, murder she wrote. Like I was seriously <laughs> investigating. But the, the conclusion is, I, I realised I couldn't be with somebody who is Muslim because if we had children, the children oh. would be required to be Muslim. Yeah, that's right. Now, even though we might be head over heels in love and the love and the passion and all of that stuff's there and it's there until the day we die... What about my children? So I had to consider like, okay, cool. And then the other thing is culturally, like I'm a powerful woman, innit? I've got stuff to do. 
Like I've got I've got legacy to leave behind and I would love for the man that I marry to be about that life as well. Yeah. But yet still the culture of Islam is that women don't have much power. So how is that gonna work? Boy, that'd so be some serious me, arguments so in me, the household. Had, yeah, I had to back away from that. Yeah? Okay. I've got a guy who's interested who's proclaim, proclaiming that he doesn't believe in God at all. That naga work, brother. No. It's not gonna it's not gonna work. So so back to the question, I, I, I personally couldn't marry a Christian, a non-Christian, because I'm so big on legacy and what legacy means to me. So I, I can't do that. Legacy is extremely important to me. Wow, I like that. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Okay, so um, moving on from, you know, general consensus couldn't. Um, I used to be on the notion that you could and you could make it work. This is where I used to stand before, you know, Jesus decided to take a hold of me and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, knock some sense. Um, I used to be on the thing where, like, um, you can marry a non-Christian and you can make it work. And, you know, you can be in this relationship, you know, get married. And, you know, as, at time, as time goes on, you'll be praying for them and then they will come to faith, you know, after. But then reality sinks in and thinking that possibly can never happen because then you'd be stuck with this person for life who don't want, doesn't want to come to Christ. You're going to church, you have kids and then like, you know, you want to take your kids to church and say no and then it becomes an issue. Mm. And then next thing you know, you're finding yourself between, you know, being mediated between lawyers and saying that you want to get a divorce (laughs) because divorce is not an option. Divorce is not an option whatsoever. So, um, yeah, go, go. Thank you. Um, Just a couple of things. Um, First of all, as well, um, but before I I go into it, disclaimer, this is not a shot at anybody at all. Um, I'm not beefing anyone at all. um, But I just feel it's it's important to say, um, number one, because it's good doesn't mean it's God. That's number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and secondly, as well, um, there's a burden in my heart with um, the scarcity that we find in, in, in the body of Christ with eligible, single, godly men. That's a burden in my heart. Okay, that's a burden in my heart. Because um, the issue that this poses, the, the women, which is unfortunate, and I feel for women so much in the body, because it poses a challenge of unbelief. <laughs> okay. okay, allow me yes. to explain myself. Yes. It poses a challenge of unbelief that God cannot provide a good man for you therefore let me help myself and probably search someone else who is not a believer Mm, okay and that is that is a challenge of unbelief okay and and that in itself is 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 travesty okay to the power to the love and to the grace of god on the lives of people especially women in the body of christ okay Mm. if you trust god and then you love god and then you have declared Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And you know that he will provide for you, that he will supply your needs according to his riches and his glory. Then your job as a woman of God is to hold tight and to trust that God will bring to you, to your life, that man that will not only love you, but will love you as Christ loved the church. But what if God is actually okay? trying to provide um, I, I haven't finished yet. I'm, I'm, I'm so go, sorry. Go, go, I'm go, so go, sorry. Go, go, I'm so sorry. sorry. You know, um, because you see, there is a way of life to walk in in Christ. There is a way a man should love a woman, a man who knows Jesus as his Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. that no other man out there, if it's an unbeliever, he can never, ever, ever provide for you. It can never, ever happen. Okay. So for you to not be patient enough to wait, even if you're in your 40s or 50s, 
Okay, that is testament that your foundation in Christ is so strong and then you know that God will provide that for you. So for you not to do that, unfortunately, is unbelief. It's unbelievable. It's not that simple. Are you saying that? I'm not. Okay. All right. Let's start with Charlene, and then we'll go to Tam. Uh, here's the deal. I, I I kind of agree, like a little bit. My thing is, I I don't think that there's a shortage of men of good Christian. I, I actually don't I believe. I don't believe. I don't believe that there is a shortage of good Christian men. What I do believe is, sorry. What I do believe. Sorry, I just I found it com- quite comical in my head. So I'm going to say this. <laughs> is that when men get saved, they forget themselves. They forget how to pursue is what I've noticed. Mm. Right? I've, I've, I've seen like, okay, you know, so that kind of like, that tenacity that they may have had outside of the church, when they come in, it's just like they forget all about that and they start going all the way around. I mean, I'm, I'm from the road, innit? Mm. So like, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm, of course I'm converted and all of that. But at the same time, it's just like, where's your game, bruv? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there's, I'm, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing no game. I'm not. Interesting. You don't understand men. Oh, yeah. Stop it about understanding men. No, no. Pardon? I think so. I think so. Don't understand men. What, what, do, what do you the mean? The man, okay. Ayo, the man is meant to pursue the woman. In church, the guys are just there. Yeah, yeah. What, the reason why the man isn't <laughs> pursuing is because he doesn't want Listen, when a man Ooh. wants, he oh, will he's pursue. Oh, he's not sure. No, no, no. When, no. Listen, when a man wants, okay, he sees her. And he wants her. The real man who wants will pursue. It's in us. It's innate in us. We are pursuers. When we mm. see the woman that we want, that we like, that we are bent on, trust me, we're going to pursue you. Yeah, and we're going to marry well you. That's good. But are you going to take it through to the end? Or are you going to just 100%, get, you know, um, 100%. cold feet midway and then be like, actually... And I've experienced that on a number of occasions. Okay. This is what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, good. <laughs> so... Sorry. <laughs> so going back to what what I was saying, um, yeah, I just don't think it's as simple as that mm. as what you're saying. It's it's I believe life it is. is complex. Yeah, it's, it's, all good. it's not always straightforward. And I'm not saying that we, sh- you know, Christian women out there because it is Christian women that are the single ones. There's Christian men that are married and you know they've got they're in relationships. They they've got families, but it's you know the, the the majority of women in church, unfortunately, are single. Can I say something though? Yeah, and and this is one of the things that I find very interesting is that some women complain that men that there are no men. Yeah, mm. they complain about that, and I ask them, "What well, are you sitting down in church waiting for one to sit on your lap to jump like drop from the you know from the roof onto your lap? Like, how are you putting yourself out there?" Like, how are you going to different environments, meeting different people, whether it's different church? What are you doing? So I, that's why I disagree, because I'll go salsa. I'm telling you, you know why I go salsa. I'll go salsa, and there are men in there who are saved, like Christian men in salsa, and they're doing their thing. So my thing is, like, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, and I don't think it's a fair statement to say that God would never provide a Christian woman with an ungodly man. I don't think that's a fair statement because you can never say never. I think if, I, but you don't I, know, I think God does I work think, in the hearts of unbelievers. Okay, we were I, all once unbelievers. Yes. Yeah. Well, I this is this is this is just coming to my head, and I kind of I kind of reason with it a little bit. Um, I think that there are um lots of Christian. There, there's there are a lot of Christian men in you know in the church, but there are a few godly men. In my opinion, mm. there are a few godly men. What do I mean by godly men? And I mean men who are, um, who who men who really fear God. Like you know, every step that they 
do anything that they want to do, it's God first, not them first and then God and then reap the consequences of what's going to happen after. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, they're living for God. Every, every their, their daily walk is God. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. There's a shortage of those men, which is what, because when someone put that to me, I broke down and cried and I was, and I, I looked back and I thought, I've been getting it wrong all this time. I'm saying that I want a Christian man here because, yeah, but do you want a Christian man or do you want a godly man? Which one is it? Because a godly man is the one that's going to love you like Christ. He's going to sustain everything. A Christian, the devil can be the Christian. A Christian. Do you get what I mean? The devil, the devil can be a Christian. So you need to kind of like think, okay, if you're, if, if someone is approaching you, like, okay, cool. Let me check. I'm checking my walk as well. Like, you know, if, if a godly man, if I do see it, I'm checking my walk. Okay, ha, this guy, he's really on point. Hmm, let me check myself as well. Like, yeah. am I up to his, it's up to his level or can yeah. I, can I add to him? Can I compliment him? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So understanding Christian guy and godly guy, there's a lot of Christians, guys, <laughs> but there's not enough godly guys in my opinion. All right, moving swiftly on real quickly. Um, Now, here's a question. <laughs> If you got pregnant, so I guess it's for the ladies, or maybe for the guy as well. If you got pregnant or made a non-Christian pregnant from the guy's side. Wait, is this outside of marriage? Listen, let me finish. (laughs) I was like baffled. So if you got pregnant or made a non-Christian pregnant, would you pursue the relationship or would you ask them to convert? And would you denounce your faith so you can responsible to your child and partner? There's quite a lot of questions there. So let's start Mm -hmm. with this. If you got pregnant or made a non-Christian pregnant, would you pursue the relationship? We'll start with you, uh, Shirlene. So if... Oh, actually, no, let's start with Ayo for this one, actually. Let's start with Ayo, because this is more like a guyish question. Yeah, yeah. And that... Peradventure, um, hypothetically speaking, um, if that was to happen, um, I would definitely do the right thing. Um, and I do believe that the right thing is to pursue the relationship and to um yeah to basically to to marry the woman uh-huh. okay um all right okay we're gonna go back to that one triple we haven't heard from you yet um if you got um if you got a girl pregnant or made a non-christian pregnant would you pursue the relationship or would you ask them to convert um i think it's very you'll be very very careful Mm-hmm. Um, to pursue a relationship solely on the basis of a child, mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up for big problems later on and down the line. Okay. And especially if they're not in the faith as well. I don't think just because you have a child together, that should be justification for getting married. Marriage is a big commitment. I understand the responsibilities of raising a child and I believe there are ways to raise a child without necessarily getting married. Um, but I think pursuing marriage on the basis of we've just had a child together, therefore we have to get married. I think that's you, 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 you got not only just think about yourself and the person you're marrying, but then also to think about the the child as well. Because God forbid that that um marriage doesn't work out, what then happens is that later on down the line, their child is going to be you know subject to the parents splitting up, and that's going to be just as painful, even if not even more so. Um, so I think it would be. I, don't, I personally wouldn't unless it was a thing of okay cool I genuinely love this woman and this is the one, woman I was you know def- I definitely wanted to spend the rest of my life with then that's a different conversation um, but then even again with the whole Christian and non-Christian thing I think again you have to be so 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 careful um, because like 
it's easier said than done for me to say, okay, yeah, I, I would. Um, but I, I can't say until I'm actually in that position because it's so, like, my faith and my belief in Christ is the foundation of everything I do. So to then mm-hmm. say, let me push that to the side and compromise my belief in the Lord Jesus Christ purely to pursue another individual, I then have to question myself, how genuine am I in my faith? And do I really love Jesus? Because if I trust Jesus, um, then I b- will believe either, number one, he will bring her to, to the knowledge of him in due time, mm. in due season for it, to, for it to happen in the right way, or mm. he'll find me someone else and find me someone better. Hmm. Okay. Um, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I lean in on this? Yeah, I was going to ask you actually, um, just before, I mean, you used to be... I just, um, I <laughs> yeah, you used to be, you know, in the world, you know, before you became mm. a Christian until God took you. I mean, how did you kind of like stop yourself from getting into a situation where you know getting someone pregnant and you know the the consequences of that i mean it, it, you know it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult thing to even to even um, even talk about but um but i guess the thing for me is when i met my now wife mm-hmm. who was my girlfriend at that time i wasn't saved all right i wasn't saved um she was when i was a christian oh and um and i guess because i, I liked her so much i, I went, went to church with her um, and you know, as I said, you know, the rest, rest is history. We're talking about eighteen years, over eighteen years ago now. Um, but I guess if we look at it from from an outsider's point of view, in terms of if I was to, if I was counselling somebody or talking to somebody uh, about this, um, I, I would first thing I would say is one, I would not denounce my faith because so I can be with somebody. You know, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a stripper said, you know what? Well, I've got to check my foundation. And I think in the world we're living right now, we have a lot of uh, wishy-washy believers unfortunately uh, because sometimes being a christian is a cool thing that's why i kind of go back to what you guys said earlier on where you alluded to earlier on there there's a difference between being a christian and being a godly person all right um because there's a lot of there's a lot of things out there's a lot of people out there that you can say look i'll marry a christian but that christian might not be a a a, a spirit-filled believer mm-hmm. you know and you uh, you know there's there's people out there that i've found that they don't go to church they don't consider themselves themselves christians but they've got more jesus in them than some people that, that fill the pews of our churches mm-hmm. you know so we've got we've got to be very cautious about that so one no i wouldn't denounce my faith secondly i would not marry somebody just for the fact that i'm having a child with them um triple just hit the nail on the head it, it, you're setting yourself up for such a terrible terrible future all right you are you are putting more more fuel in the fire um whenever people come up to me and say oh, you know possibly i am pregnant but uh the, the father of the child and we're not together um and isn't a, isn't a christian or he doesn't believe you know even if he's a christian i would never sit him get married because of the fact that you've had a child to, you're having a child together uh, because I think that's more of a cultural thing, especially from come from the African culture. <laughs> that if someone gets pregnant, you have to marry. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we, then in the future, we have to pick up the pieces in the future. Right. So I would have to say no. All right. And then the third part of the question is this: you know, to to look at uh, uh, bringing up a child or being in a relationship with a non-Christian. I I, I think that's why we just got to be very careful before we step into any relationship and just you know exercise some kind of discipline within ourselves. You know, I, I, I say to young ladies, look, if you don't see this person being the father of your child, then please don't open your legs to him. Please, please, please don't. Like, think about it. Like, take a few extra seconds. You know, 10 extra seconds can save your life, a lifetime of hell. Seriously. You know, can this person be 
your husband? Can this person be the father to you? If not, then just totally stir away from it. And I'm, I'm trying my best not to be overly spiritual this because the reason I'm saying that is we have a lot of young Christian ladies especially uh, who find themselves in this situation. And it is a real situation. So I don't want us to sweep to the side and say, you know what, if they're not saved, then forget it. it you know, should have thought about it. Because this is a real issue for a lot of people out there. And people come and listen to this podcast and they say, you know what, I'm in that situation right now. Mm. All right? So I'll say to that person, you know what, what's happened is happened. You're pregnant. Please, the first thing is, please, don't get rid of the baby. Right. Don't get rid of Because I think sometimes the question we're asking whether someone should keep the baby or get married, it can lead a lot of people to the road of, you know what, I'm going to get rid of that child so I don't have to make that decision. Mm. You know? Mm. And that for me is, is a more dangerous decision for me because I believe in the sanctity of life. You know, I believe in Jeremiah 1 5. You know, I, I'm, I'm very. You know, I'm pro-life. In, in this, you know, if, if you want to point that terms. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. So I would say, I would say to people, you know what? Seek counsel. God can transform people's lives, and it's not for us to save people. We don't, we don't save. We, we ain't got the power to save nobody. We can't even save ourselves. All right. <laughs> All right. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to save people. And I think we should put a mention that God will speak to that person's heart, and hopefully God can convert that person's heart. But at the same time, you don't want to jump into a marriage with somebody that you spend all your prayer life and all your devotion time praying that they might come to the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. You know, we got other things to pray about. Mm, interesting. <laughs> we, got, we got some bills we got to pay to you know to, to pay about. We got things to deal with. So <laughs> that for me, and also one one quick story. We know somebody uh, who was a family friend of ours who was a devout Christian. All right, um, she was in her late thirties, or so she's been waiting for a long time to be married. And so a Muslim gentleman came into her life, and she married him. Oh, all right, and it was going well for the first few months or so. Then baby came along. Oh, we thank God for the baby. Um, uh, uh, he allowed the baby to be christened in a Christian church and be dedicated in a Christian church. Wonderful. Then he got to a point where he met some of his imams and his friends and he started deciding to take his faith seriously. Oh. So that man now, the Christian lady who was allowed to go to church was now... <laughs> she was, she was basically... She was yes. Now she has to now wear the scarf also. Oh. She had to now change her name also. Wow. You see, like, we, we have to, the Bible says, you know what, before you do anything, you've got to count the cost, mm. all right? There are costs to these things. Yes, you're in love. Yes, you got the hormones running. Yes, you know, it's the apple of your eye. But there are costs to everything. Count the cost. Wow. Okay. That's Counting what. the cost. Okay. Um, that's cool. And there was one thing that I wanted to ask as well. You know, there are, you know, when Christians are uh, dating, Mm-hmm. or even dating a non-Christian, they want to cohabit. They want to live together. Like, Ooh. what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm thinking... Shacking. Shacking. That's the... Yes! Yes! Shacking. Shacking. Some people get offended by that word, but for real, that's... It's, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. It is shacking. Um, what are your thoughts on shacking? Uh, we'll go to you, Triple, first. Um, no. Don't do it. <laughs> no, seriously, you, you're just you're just literally asking for trouble. Yeah. Um because like as human beings like we crave intimacy and the moment you create an avenue especially if you are genuine christians and you say okay we want to pursue purity we want to pursue god's good and you know great desire for our lives and all that kind of stuff then just don't do it because you're just creating an avenue for um lust to kind of rear its ugly head and and slap you both in the face um so just just like i literally and as you think to yourself well if you're so intent on living with each other 
then why not just get married? What's the what's the why do you want the privileges without the responsibilities of, of a relationship? And I think that's what the whole living together is. So and then just on a practical note as well, I think for most guys, if you the way a lot of guys think is if we don't have to work for something, when we get it, we won't appreciate don't it. Appreciate it. Mm. So it's like if we if if you're my girlfriend and I'm treating you like my and I'm getting the the privileges of you being my wife without the without the, the 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 responsibility of being a husband. When you do become my wife, what is the difference and where will the the value come in? Where will I? Well, what what is there for me to cherish? What is there for me to look forward to? What is there for me to to protect? Do, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I so, me personally, I just I just think no, I just. Don't do it. So wh- why is it that uh, I know, so the, why is it that guys, some guys, let me not just generalize because otherwise I get into trouble for this. Why is it that some guys feel the need to want to live with their with the person that they're dating, whether they're Christian or non-Christian? Like this actually happens. Like why do guys feel that they need to live with them? Hmm. I think um, first of all, I don't I, I don't think it's right either, um, and I definitely not. Um, I don't believe in that either. Okay. Um, well, the reason why guys feel like they want to live with their with their woman basically yeah. before marrying, I guess number one, I think is to do with accessibility sometimes. Okay, and mm. m- majority of yeah. this men they want wifey treatment. Okay, yeah. without necessarily providing you know the doing the deed the needful in terms of marrying her. Okay, so and also as well, I also believe that it's also down to the woman as well in terms of respecting herself enough. Okay, obviously, if the woman agrees to want to live with you, psh, why not? Okay, I mean, if you feel like okay, by this person staying and living with me, she can look after me, you know, basically give me wifey treatment, and I don't have to marry her. Then at the end of the day, I think it's 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 an easy route to take for some men. Okay, nevertheless, um, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right, and I don't believe in it, and I don't endorse it either. But um, and I just think it's uh, it's 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 a way of getting something that you feel you want without necessarily providing the necessary plan- foundation for having that in terms of marriage basically hmm. okay interesting all right so how about this then why is dating or marrying a non-christian not seen as a good idea i mean probably have you know talked about it a little bit Shirley, what, what would you why would you say it's not seen as a good idea um i think it's it's not seen as a good idea because i mean there's a number of factors you know like it could if if somebody were to date somebody of an of, of a different religion, could they be swayed? Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, could they be like? Are you strong enough in your? I mean, I'm, I I don't endorse it as like like I've said, I wouldn't do it. But is it possible that your mind could be swayed and you you're over on their side? So then all of a sudden you now you're Christ, you're you're questioning your belief system. Do you know what I mean? like in my exploration of like okay let me find out what this islam thing is about like i found myself questioning like okay like so how come it says this and how come it says i wonder if this is right and what i'm believing is wrong Mm. like there was all these questions that were coming to my mind but because of how much i've experienced god there is no way on planet earth that i'm ever going to convert to something else but i've had that experience i've had that history and i have that history with god but what if somebody else didn't? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So I feel like 
the reason why it's a bad idea is because it could actually mess with our salvation I think mm. okay um, Pastor Jesus I want to ask you something as well um, mm. I mean yes, th- there's a there's a part I can't remember which book it is but you know when it talks about um, the if your your husband or wife is not a Christian then the other one is covered covered, yeah. covered by it mm. and, and I feel that some people use that scripture to justify yeah. them um, um marrying a non-christian basically because mm. like, you know the bible does say you know that you know if mm-hmm. i'm a christian and he's not then i means i'm cov- i can cover him and he's fine mm-hmm. and as long as he you know but really truly what does that scripture actually mean because even sometimes i yeah. i co- yeah. i use that scripture myself i contemplated mm-hmm. dating a non-christian mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saying well the bible says it so i'm mm. I'm, I'm okay so you know yeah what's yeah, what are the dangers of that scripture uh, people take sometimes people take scripture to uh, to uh, well out of context basically, and they, they can use it literally for any uh, you know to support their, their own arguments. But when when we look at the the um, the, the letters of Paul, oftentimes Paul was talking to to cultural settings, all right. And in, in that scripture, he's talking to people who've now converted from Judaism or, or from worshipping idols, who are now believers, who might have partnerships with people that are yet to be converted. Right. Do, do you guys understand what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in post times, people were going through that transition. So for us right now, we have no, we have no excuse. We know, we know what is truth and we know what, what is not truth. So when we're making the decisions, we're making it with our eyes wide open. All right. We, we're not waiting for someone to come out of some dark um, re- religious sect and say, OK, well, now this is Christianity. All of us right now, we know what Christianity is. We know what, what Jesus is. So when we're making those decisions, we made those decisions with our eyes wide open. Now, I, all, I believe that people make those decisions to enter into a relationship with non-believers. I, you know, I love the fact that, you know, look, you know, I love this person. I care for this person. I believe that this person can be, can be my pet project. All right. <laughs> this person can be the person who, if I get him saved, because the Bible says that he who wins the soul is wise. Twice. So this is going to be my, my my wisdom moment. It's almost like an NBA playoff. This is going to be my, my my NBA championship. Like if I can get this person who I am with um, to get them to Christ. As I said before, you can't. Your marriage is not for you to save somebody. Your marriage is to is to is to, is to express heaven, air on earth. That's why God is so particular about marriage. That's why he talks about how, you know, husbands should love their wives as Jesus loved the church. He's so particular about it because he wanted to reflect heaven. Now, um, can, can I touch very quickly on the old shacking together thing? Yes. Please. Um, because I was left out there and, I, and I've, I've got, I've got <laughs> something very peaceful. Because now I, I pastor a young church. All right. And, uh, a lot of the guys who come to our church, they, they go safe in our church, mm-hmm. all right? Now, um, whenever I'm conducting a, a, a marriage ceremony uh, or, or we're doing the premarital counseling and we're getting ready for the marriage, and, um, you know, people say, okay, you know, Pastor G, you know, as the deal, before we came to your church, we've been living together for three, four, five years. Wow. You know, we've got kids together, we've got these things. So the first thing I say is this, okay, okay, thank you so much for that, for that information. But in order for me to bless you, and to marry you, you have to live apart. Wow! You don't need to pay me to do your marriage. You don't need to give me anything. But you, because for me to represent God, come into the situation, represent God in this situation, and pour a blessing on something, that means I endorse it. Right. Okay. I can't endorse something for living to them because then other people are looking at that and they say it's okay. So 
eight times out of ten, people will adhere to there. They will live apart for a couple of months and then get back together. Maybe one of them will move back in with their parents or whatever. And then after the, wed the wedding day, then they could set up home together. And it's wonderful. But two times out of ten, people refuse to do it. And I refuse to do the wedding. Simple as that. And oftentimes, they'll leave the church. Because I have principles and I have foundations. Because as a, as a pastor, not only am I, uh, am I called to come alongside you and support you through life, but I'm also meant to disciple you. And I believe that marriage is one of the best ways that we disciple people. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess because you're kind of like responsible for them. So that, you know, come yes. that day when God asks you. So, <laughs> so uh, I see that you put these two together, even though, you know, the, the, the They've deal. been together for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you'd be looking around like, um, yeah, so about that. You know, <laughs> you really know that, white dress, that white dress doesn't mean nothing no more, man. Yeah, so. <laughs> you can use red dresses now. <laughs> you, you want now <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, so um, to you guys, I mean, um, there are are incidences where uh there are a lot of people who marry um non-christians and are happily married like you know like what do you how can you what are your thoughts on that like how but what uh, what is happily you need to find mm. what happily actually is because yeah everyone good. has a different interpretation of that okay um let's say i don't know they've been married for let's say 20 years and they've never had any issues whatsoever kids are growing up they're great um marriage is good for them but they but they are but one's married one's a christian and one isn't <laughs> <laughs> that's such an evil laugh pastor g <laughs> so, so the reason why the reason why i'm laughing is this because uh every because you said no issue every marriage has an issue mm. every marriage has issues i've been married for 10 years now almost 10 years now Every marriage has a situation that you have to overcome. And it doesn't mean like arguments and stuff like it could just mean like life throws you curveballs that you didn't expect, you know, and uh, how do you navigate? I mean, for us, our first pregnancy ended up in a miscarriage. Now, at that time, I was already a pastor. I was believing Jesus and I was loving God. I was working for God. And for me to be hit by that, I felt disappointed with God a little bit. All right. So it, it took my faith. It took God healing me. And healing my wife to get through that. Now, if one of us is an unbeliever, where, where do what do we lean on to get through life's mm. difficulties and curveballs? Mm. That's always the major thing. So it's not about arguments, not saying eye to eye, on, or deciding whether the child goes to mosque or go to or goes to church. It's how do you deal with life? And we know that as us as believers, our strength comes from the Lord. To deal with see, people, and you know, as uh, as has been rightly said, define happiness because I know a lot of people. They are public successes, but private failures. People can look happy on the outside. And we can say, wow, I want a marriage like that. But deep down, they are broken. They're hurting people. The woman is crying. The man is crying. People are having affairs and stuff like that. So what looks happy on the outside doesn't mean necessarily mean happy on the inside. And I'd rather have a happy marriage on the inside. Mm. that's something that just looks good for the cameras or for, for Instagram so we have to redefine that word happiness because some people look happy but they're not happy their soul is broken because when, when you, whenever you feel far from God and you know that uh, your soul was created to be in communion with God you will always lack something you always feel um, a void in your life so even though you're married to the man of your dreams you will know that you're not living the life of your dreams and sometimes mm. happiness is not the same as purpose. That's true. That's true. Because mm. oftentimes a marriage is an assignment, not, not just a pleasurable thing. It's, oh. an, it's an assignment. Yeah. A man should leave his mother, cling to his wife, and they will, they, will, they will become one flesh. That is God's purpose for marriage. So I think if we do it 
out of that order, out of that sequence, or that, that, that rhythm, um, we're not truly happy when, when, when we search the soul. We, we might be happy on Instagram, on Facebook, but we're not happy in our soul. Oof. And the soul, as the Bible says, you know what? May you prosper even as your soul prospers. So if your soul is not happy, ultimately you're not happy. All right. Okay. Um, but question, hold on. Go on. Sorry to cut you there. I still can't help but go back to Tamala's point earlier on. Though. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. No, seriously. Um, Tamala's point about her uh, grandparents mm. um, who were married for how many years? Just, like it seemed like forever but it was till death did them part like and then could you please you know explain a little bit more about how obviously they found that because obviously you 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 saw that life okay so like i said um i was a child at the time um so i saw it from a child's perspective they were in love they loved each other they owned businesses together they worked together they they just they lived a really good life and as i said they had my dad um, and obviously, my granny's a Christian, so my dad's going to church. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was no discussions about that. Um, so I use that as an example because they were a really good, solid couple. But at the same time, I've got couples in my family who are both Christians and they're solid couples. So that's why I'm kind of in the middle. I don't think, like like everyone said, I'm not going to endorse it or say that this is what everyone should go out and do. But I just think, just my personal experience and as you guys know, I'm mm-hmm. someone who was married, so and to a, a Christian as well at the time. Things aren't simple. Life isn't simple. Yep, so yeah. for yeah. me, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I just, yeah, I'd, I'd have to take in consideration what Pastor G was saying about, you know, raising kids and things like that, because that's when, you know, things get real. Mm-hmm. You know, raising kids, you know, one's going to church, one's not. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, there's something I want to ask each one of you. Um, have you ever had uh, a relationship where you dated a non Christian and how did it end? You know, was it amicable? Um, was it uh, not amicable? And what was the experience like? So, um, anybody? Emma? Um, yeah, that kind of is what happened with me. And then I realized that that's not what I want because I was kind of losing myself in a way. And, Obviously, I feel that relationship is a partnership and I want that partnership to be based on God. And if I can't read the Bible with you, I can't talk about Christ, we can't go to church, I'm obviously going to lose my spirituality and myself. So I was just like, this isn't going to work out. And he was my friend anyway, so it was fine. And he obviously knew my background and stuff, but yeah, I would definitely not do it again. Interesting. Um, Nadia? Yeah, it just doesn't work. Like, um, he was basically like a Christian if you had to fill in a questionnaire or something, but he wasn't like, you know, had a personal <laughs> relationship with the Lord or anything. Um, and yeah, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. But then again, I was growing in my faith at that time as well. And we just broke up. I just, I, I really agree with Pastor G and I really agree with IR. Yeah, it doesn't work. Tam? Um, yeah, I've dated non-Christians in the past. Mm. And to be honest, that wasn't the reason why it didn't work out. They were just, they had issues. <laughs> Not in a rude way, but there was just too much baggage. Mm-hmm. What, because Do you know they were what I mean? Christian. No, 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 but that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that there was, just, there was just baggage. They hadn't dealt with stuff. Okay. And that was the undoing of the relationship. It wasn't because they weren't Christians, mm. yeah. in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Triple O? Oh. Um... <laughs> Did I miss something? Okay, cool. No, um, me personally, I haven't, but I want to make a really bold statement, and I'm, I know I'm going to get shot for it, but I'll, I'll make it anyway. I, th- <laughs> I think I wouldn't endorse it, but I feel like if 
one party was to be a Christian, it usually works. It could, in theory, could work out better if the man was saved and the woman wasn't. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that mm-hmm. is because um, the when you look at the institution of marriage, it's the woman that's supposed to submit to the man, not in a, and not yeah. in a domineering kind of way, yeah. but just yeah, in of terms course. of the responsibilities of marriage and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a Christian woman is going to have issues submitting to a man that is not in the Lord. That she mm-hmm. just she did, did especially if she is serious about her faith, she's she's going to be very reluctant, or very, she's going to find it very difficult. She's going to find it very trying. Rea- reality is, she's she's going to have that wrestle in her heart. Mm. Whereas a woman who is not in the faith um, and doesn't believe in Christ, like well, okay, this man is a God fearing man. He's a good man, mm. um, and she will find it a lot easier to submit to someone who's purposely walking in purpose. So I think it's it it will probably fare better although i'm not kind of saying okay cool you know yeah. uh, christian guys go out and look for non-christian women um but i'm just in theory because yeah. you know in theory i feel yeah. that it could work fare a little bit better in that direction yeah. than any other but then at, yeah. at the same time i think um as my sister kind of gave her example about her family we have to remember that there's always going to be exceptions to every generalization yes. I, mm-hmm. I i have a friend who his mom is a uh, devout Christian and his dad is a devout Muslim they've been together for 25 years and they're still together now Wow. now obviously like Pastor G said there's always going to be complications and there's no nothing perfect so but that's an ex- but I wouldn't use that as, as an example to mm-hmm. then say okay cool go and marry whoever you want but there are going to be instances where you know that isn't going to be the major defining factor. Mm. Um, so there are always going to be extreme cases to to any generalization that you may make. Although mm. when you do think of it and look at it on on in, in the grand scheme of things and what will work for the masses, you know, two cannot mm. walk together un, unless if they are unequally yoked. Mm. So we have yeah. to apply wisdom in that sense. Okay, Shelley. That's powerful. Could you repeat the question, please? Um, have you? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I spoke so much. Um, have you ever dated a non-Christian, and um, when you broke up, was it amicable or wasn't it? And you know, what was the general feel of the relationship? Yeah, the answer is yes. I have. Um, while I was in ministry, um, I thought, you know, the guy was a good guy. Um, the relationship was going well until, and I was, you know, I was still kind of like, I'm celibate, you know, none of that's going to happen. And then one day it did and mm. things just went straight downhill. Um, interestingly enough, I, I kind of like, my discernment was kind of like half-baked because I was like, there's something about you that I just, there's something about you. that I, don't, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something about you that's just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And at no point did he ever share what I'm about to say, but he, so we, we ended up sleeping together and literally like five, not even five minutes after he was like, oh, by the way, like my mum sacrificed me to the devil when I was a baby. Hmm. Oh, is this just banter what? or like, is he actually serious? I'm as serious as a heart attack no, about Jesus. Hey, well, like, Listen, nice. he was, he was, he was, it was, it was, it was, it was can you imagine? <laughs> Now I'm a Christian, isn't it? And I'm and I'm I was in church, okay, I took myself out of ministry. Like I was like, okay, I can't I can't do this one foot one one foot in, one foot out, yeah? <laughs> so when when the time came and when that happened, now remember we've been dating about maybe three months, it's going good. Yeah? Hmm. Everything's Chris. Like he was coming to church with me. Like I didn't tell him that you need to convert. I'm just saying this is this is how I roll. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So the day when 
I don't even know how it happened. And this is why I'm about that purity plan life because I just it blindsided me and we ended up sleeping with each other. And literally, I'm not lying, it wasn't even five minutes and he just informs me of mm. what his mum had done when he was a child. Hey. Now, mm-hmm. I was categorically, I can't even cuss because I'm not allowed to because it's against my religion, but I was <laughs> upset. And 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 after that, I used to sleep with the scissors underneath underneath my pillow. Oh my no, because I, I was Tottenham at that time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I was still coming out. I was, I was still being refined. But the point was, was in my mind, I'm thinking I'm in a predicament now because I love this man, but he's telling me that he's, but yet still he's saying he's a Christian. So how does this actually work? Because like, what was this an assignment? Do you know? Like when you start breaking it down. It was just like, okay, was was this an assignment to get me off the rails? Because the minute we started sleeping with each other, everything just went to hell from there. Jeez. So, like, was this a way that I was blindsided by the enemy, not knowing that this guy was coming to come and cause... Even if he didn't know it himself, consciously, the reality of the situation is my whole life was peak from that moment onwards mm. do you see what i'm saying so and then he had his issues separate from that you know i ended up going to the states to go and work for a few months he ended up going to church he got saved he got back this is all in his own back i haven't told him about to do anything but although his mum did what he did he still had a heart for god and his eyes were open in a, in a way that he was able to see in the spirit realm and this is a long story but the point is is that i then had to make a decision like, am I going to trust and believe that this guy is fully converted and saved and set free and sanctified and all of that and be with him? Or am I just going to just cut my loss because this man could turn on me and then I'm going to go jail? Because if we try a thing, then it's just going to be peak time. So, so, so I had to make a decision. Yeah. So my, my, my point is that the relationship fizzled out because he was just an ins- insecure individual and we just agreed to go our separate ways. But I, would, I don't think that I could ever do that again. Wow, mm. my God. I've got stories for days, man. Man. <laughs> okay, Ayo, quickly, yours. Okay, um, I have never done it. Um, nevertheless, about a couple of years ago, I, I was told about a young lady that had an interest in me who wanted to get to know me. I decided to entertain it and realised she wasn't a Christian. Um, nevertheless, I what she said reminded me of what Triple O said as well um, about because when she found out about obviously me because I told her straight about you know the kind of man that I am Mm -hmm. she said she was willing you know and happy to obviously come to church with me to learn about this God that I serve okay and she was basically open to it absolutely open to it but then the reason why I didn't take it any further was because she told me that she was willing and wanted to be in a relationship where we fornicated okay yeah so it was the values the principles those kind of things that obviously precipitated the demise of the of the friendship yeah yeah i think that's kind of the same thing that happened to me when i was at uni and you know met uh my then ex and um he was uh so I was a Christian, like I was, because you know when you're kind of like you're still trying to find your feet, you're still a Christian, but you you're still aware of certain things, and um, and then he said that he was that his parents were. So I thought, oh, okay, your parents are. It's cool. So you must be. Do you guys go to church? He goes, yeah, every now and again. Not really. Probably like once in a blue moon. That's when I went to church, and then um, it was all going great. Now I noticed a few red flags, especially with the way that he used to talk to people. Like when people when he got angry, um, at people. It just used to blow up. He would just cuss left, right, and centre. I'm like, ha! 
come on fam steady that was that so i thought you know that will pass over so then the time came when i said that uh, when i decided to re- when i got baptized and i said i took baptism classes i was like okay you know what i need to tell him this and that but prior to this i'd been telling him that i'm not i'm i'm i'm, I'm with you but I, i'm not going to be sleeping with you and stuff although there was stuff that was none but like it was just like mm, this isn't quite right still but when i then decided to really give my life to god get baptized born again then it became a real issue and it was like i tried you know when you try to explain to someone this is the, yeah. this is where you stand when i say hell broke loose it was it just went it went it went down south real quickly and you know he just then began oh your your faith is effing this is effing that blah blah blah, blah. how can you do this and i was just like wow wow okay now i see why this had to really end because of this is how it was and you know to get my stuff back that was an issue he just yeah it it, it was deep so i i wouldn't encourage it it's it's, it's not a good thing to do okay real quickly yeah can i just say like if if you're in a relationship with someone and you feel like there's this tug of war in your spirit like to be with them or to not be with them Mm. like just really just seek counsel because i broke off an engagement because the guy wasn't saved and i was Wow. So and and now when I look back and I think, had we got married, like what would life be like? I wouldn't be who I am today because it wasn't really in line with purpose and destiny and legacy and all of that stuff. But more more to the point is, do not like do not um, compromise your spirit. Mm. Do not compromise mm. your purpose and your passion. Like do, just don't compromise for the sake of love. Just be patient and wait for God to sort you out. Awesome. Um. So Pastor G. Mm. You've wow. heard, you have um, heard. Yeah, so with that, yeah, could you... Yeah, could yeah. you just quickly round up and then give us our, our scripture for this? Yeah, uh, I, I guess uh, for me, very quickly, uh, my last relationship with a non-Christian was before I became a Christian, so I guess it kind of... It, it, um, it, it, it cancels itself out, basically. But again, back to uh, back to scripture. You know, uh, I read from Second Corinthians 6.14 earlier, but I want to give you what the Message Bible says about it. It says, don't become partners with those who reject God. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a cert- it's a certainly a partnership, and when God says don't do it, and we do, that is a sin. So the Bible is saying it loud and clearly right there. All right, that to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't adhere to the to, to the things of our faith um, is a very dangerous ground. It, it's almost like you having to choose between God and the person who you say you love. You have to trust God. It, it doesn't mean that the person that is not a Christian is not is like that person is a bad person. No, not at all. But God is saying, look, I've got purpose for you. I've got things for you to do. Your marriage is more than just your feelings. Your relationship is just is more than your hormones. It's about purpose and it's about destiny. It's about assignment I have over your life. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be a pastor right now leading many people to Jesus if I was married to a non-believer. It'd be a very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Spending all night traveling, writing sermons, um, counseling people would be an issue if I was married to somebody mm-hmm. who was not in my faith. So just kind of look at it from that practical point of view. And yes, as Triple O said, there are oftentimes exceptions to the rule, but we can't use the exceptions to the rule as the as the foundation to uh, to endorse something or to use utilize that to give somebody a window to uh, to kind of look through in terms of hey, this could work because it doesn't it doesn't always. Mm. Wow, fantastic! Well, Pastor G, thank you so much uh, for that for uh, rounding up um, today's episode on marrying or dating a non-Christian. So the general consensus is, don't. 
It's not worth the hassle, not worth the heartache. And especially if you're really in line with God and what he has for you, his purpose, you'll know that it's not really the way to go at all. Now, um, if there's any questions that you'd like to ask or talk to someone about, do get in touch with us, candidonline at gmail.com. Send us a Facebook message, Twitter, however you want to get in touch with us and uh, we'll help you on your way. Until next time, stay candid. Thank you.